Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. Culture Club. Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon. It's the evening runway time now for Culture Club. I'm Elliot Danka together with Timothy Go and uh, Tim. We're talking about mm-hmm. art right now. Are you very much an art person? It depends on my mood. <laughs> I like one, looking one, at is, good art. No, no, it's true. One would say the type of art you like is maybe even reflective of your personality or your mood. Or what it makes you feel when you enter a room full of art or you sure, see something. Sure. Yeah. in the middle of a hall and it just talks to you. Yeah. Well, maybe you and I should go check out the Artworks Gallery that's now open at the new One Holland Village Development. Mm-hmm. And to mark this milestone, the, ga- the gallery partnered with, get this, Lamborghini Singapore to showcase quite an exhilarating live art performance. I saw some videos of this and I think it's best described by our guest who is in the studio with us to tell us a little bit about this as well as the latest developments in the global art market. In the studio with us is Chris Halliwell, who is the Chief Operations Officer at Artworks Group. Chris, good evening. Welcome. Evening, guys. How are you doing? Not too bad, sir. So I saw some videos of this collaboration. Pretty interesting, but can you tell us about it? What actually happened as far as this live so-called performance is concerned? Yeah, so with the launch of the new gallery, we wanted to make a little bit of an impact with the release. And we were doing an exhibition with an artist from Hollywood called Danny Minnick. Danny's a former pro skateboarder and he has an amazing ability to create on the hoof. So we thought it'd be really cool if we could do a really great execution with Danny where he would paint live in front of an audience, which I think is the first time that's happened like this in Singapore, a Lamborghini. Yeah, art and... Okay, I get the target market as far as art and luxury cars are concerned, but you're trying to put the mash both together with this. Yeah, well, it's aspirational. So a lot of people aspire to own art and it's often perceived to be quite a stuffy and inaccessible market. So we wanted to bring it to a mass audience where they could feel like they could participate and gain access to the space. And obviously, an aspirational brand like Lamborghini as well is a well-known brand that people recognize and just bringing the two together seemed like a really good fit both from a brand point of view fine art and luxury automotive coming together and it gives a really great opportunity for people to feel that they could access something that would normally be quite unattainable by that access you mean the access to collecting art yeah it's a start point being able to experience art seeing how art comes to life right how it gets created it's really important that people don't just sort of see it on a wall and in a gallery and then just see it kind of in isolation but actually how does this come to life how does it get created and how do we engage people with that so working with an artist like danny who is really creative and really engaging with his audience it felt like a really good fit to use danny and work with danny and bring sort of art to life in a very unique experience as well Mm. okay chris i'm sorry i I jumped to the most exciting part which was this (laughs) demonstration do tell us a little bit about artworks group so artworks group we're a fine art investment business we've been in singapore for 12 years homegrown business and we really have been working 
working with collectors and investors over the last 12 years to help people build a portfolio or a collection of artworks mm. um, that they would hold on to with a view that it would appreciate in value over time. Okay. So with the expansion into the gallery space, that's really around introducing art to a wider audience where we could help people sort of introduce them to decorative art for their home, right. which is a little bit more attainable than, yeah. say, investment-grade works. Yeah. Yeah. So what we did was launch the gallery with decorative art for your home, values between 2000 say, up to $20,000, okay. where okay. it's not a big decision to make when you have to make a purchase. Yeah. But it's an introdu- introduction to art, which then will allow people then to understand a little bit more about it, how it works, and then with a view that in future they might look to build a collection further down the line. It's brilliant how the art industry has developed globally, especially during the pandemic, the interest that's caught up from an investment point of view. I want to talk a little bit about building that collection. Chris, what are your thoughts on when you build a portfolio? It's almost like I'm asking for free advice here. Building a portfolio with a mixture of well-known and up-and-coming artists. Any thoughts on that? Do you get clients asking such questions? Yeah, of course, because it's really hard to understand and navigate the space. Yeah. You know, It's yeah. traditionally a very opaque space. And that's what we want to bring transparency to. So we work with our clients to really educate them and bring transparency to the market where they can understand what it is that makes an artist worth investing in and buying their works. So we specialize in identifying mid-career artists who are already proven. They have a track record of success. Their values are already on the increase, but they've also got room to grow. So there's less risk because they've already proven themselves in the market and they have commercial acumen and they understand how to also manage their portfolio of works as an artist as well. And the frequency that they paint, the series that they collect, uh, that Mm. they paint for collectors, Mm -hmm. which means that they're able to ensure that the market is not oversaturated with their works as well. So what we end up doing is looking after those artists working with a very niche portfolio, introducing people to that network of artists first, and then once they start to get confident and comfortable in the space and really start to understand how the market works, we help them navigate into a wider collection and build their portfolio over time. But it's not really all for investment either. People collect for passion. Um, The appreciation of works is a value add. It's a bonus at the end of the day. But ultimately, people want to buy works that they fall in love with. They want to connect with the artist or they want to really just enjoy the participation in space and be part of that community. The community part is quite an interesting one because I am part of a community that dabbles in screen prints. So these are, I'm sure you probably understand a lot better than me, commission works by artists for movie posters you know it's an alternative investment but you don't really look at that growth as much I am curious though what are you seeing in terms of the demographics has there been a general a generational shift where collectors are concerned yeah, so we're seeing a much larger portion of millennial investors oh, are moving right. into the space. Okay, I okay. think our demographic is getting younger. I think if you spoke to us a few years ago, then we would have been talking about our average age of our investors being, or collectors, shall I say, being in the 40 to 50 yeah, yeah. year old age group. And you I think, think we're now seeing it more. Driven? I think people are looking for new alternatives. Okay, I think okay. a lot of it has stemmed from the volatility right. in the markets, you know, stock shares, bonds, real estate, etc. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of volatility there. Yes, yes. And 
And people are looking for safe haven assets. Yes. And art has always performed well in times of financial crisis. So during the GFC, etc., yeah. art was one of the least impacted yeah. over that time in 2008. Yeah. But also over COVID, the market boomed as people started to look at where else they could start to put their money. So we had record sales. Mm. You know, there's the most notable ones, mm. which were the Warhol that sold for 195 million. And obviously not everyone has that sort of money. <laughs> but the market really matured over that period as yeah. well during COVID. And we've seen that continue on that trajectory that the, the market is continuing to progress and it's still moving forward. And that's really positive for the space yeah. because I think what we're seeing is a lot of people have made a solid amount of money investing sure, in sure. other asset classes, sure. particularly crypto. And yeah. they're looking for real world assets and yeah. tangible assets to put their money behind. So whether it's in art, whether it's in whiskey, wine mm. and other assets that are physical as well, then they're looking to find alternative ways to um, park their money. You opened the door there, Chris, by mentioning crypto. How far into it are you guys at Artworks Group or is this a subject that keeps coming up? I mean, it's also demographic driven where the millennials are concerned wanting to understand the parallels between blockchain and art, building that portfolio. I can't own a Warhol. Maybe I can own the thumbnail size of a Warhol if you get what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, we're embracing new technologies. Sure. We've been looking at this for the last couple of years. We started to really observe a competitor. I'll yeah. call them a competitor okay, but yeah. in North America okay. who had been fractionalizing, fractionalizing masterpieces yes. and they'd been offering shares of ownership of big blue chip works. Yeah. We observed that and we, we also saw what was happening in the NFT space where mm. there was great communities mm. being built mm. and there was a great participation there yeah. as yeah. well. So in 2024, we're actually going to be launching our own blockchain-based fractional ownership model, which be would be tokenizing blue chip works yeah. for accredited investors. Okay. And it will really be on a tokenized basis. So okay. we would buy the asset, we would then tokenize it, and then we would make those tokens available mm. for people to purchase. And again, it's the same buy-to-hold proposition that we would normally have when purchasing art, but it allows more players to come into mm. play and be able to invest in the art, but also offers great opportunities for liquidity in the marketplace as well. Yeah. So those historically unattainable pieces where you needed $10 million to enter, yeah. you can now be able to access for as little as $10,000, for yeah. instance. Yeah. And then that's really interesting as well because it continues to build community and it still offers opportunities yeah. to new investors to come and discover art as yeah. well. Whether that's on a fractional basis or mm. owning pieces outright for themselves, mm. then what we're looking to do is be the port of yeah. call for all. And whether that's looking to buy art for your home or whether it's for investment or just being able to participate in yeah. the blue chip space, which is becoming more and more inaccessible due to the, the fact that a lot of these artists are, are deceased. Yeah. So they're not painting anymore. So their values just continue just to rise up. and yeah. rise and yeah. rise. Yeah, I have a friend who's an artist and, said, and it's always awkward to say, do you hope your prices go up? He said, you want me to die? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> but I think, and to use an analogy with what you guys are doing, it's like creating volume in trading and that keeps that industry alive. Although, Chris, is it challenging now to keep education in this field on the up? Is it challenging to constantly educate potential customers? And I ask that because of the noise that comes with social media and the smartphone. Everyone pretends to be an expert now. 
It's vital. And the main thing for us is that it's data-driven analytics around the market and what are the data trends set telling yeah. us. But you have to overlay that with real-world sentiment and what's happening in the market. So we can, we can identify works that on paper look fantastic. Yeah. And we could say, based on the data, this is a highly investable product. But actually, when you look at the real-world sentiment around that asset as well, then you also then understand that actually, do you know what? There needs to be a human intervention here. Yes. So what we need to do is just marry that together. So overall, we have to marry data with the human intervention to be able to educate and handhold people through them and guide that through that process. Because navigating the space is not just black and white. Yeah. And there's also the marketing aspect, the so-called reinventing yourselves. And and that's where Lamborghini comes in. I've got two questions about this. First, I am curious to ask again how this partnership came about. And second, was it about sparking a different aspect of interest? I mean, Lamborghini is quite a trending brand in that sense. The whole Lamborghini ideation (laughs) came from, I was doing a study through Danny's back catalogue. Sure. And he had done a piece of work on a Corvette in Hollywood back in 2017. Right, right. And my idea was, why don't we bring that to Singapore and work with a brand here in Singapore where we can can do something, but we'll do it live and we'll Mm. do it in front of the general Mm. public. Mm -hmm. So that was where the ideation came from. Lamborghini was obviously an easy choice. And I talked about the crypto before, but there's a real brand connection Lamborghini to the crypto world and when you're looking at that younger investor group then there's a real connect there it's also an aspirational brand like I touched upon before Mm, so we actually reached out to Lamborghini we suggested this is what we would like to do would you be interested to participate Mm -hmm. and it just happened to also be Lamborghini's 60th anniversary so they were also interested on opportunities where they could promote the brand and do something that could mark the Mm. occasion Mm. so to commemorate 60 years of Lamborghini. Wow. Danny also painted a piece of in the collection, which mm-hmm. is called 18 Works, which mm-hmm. has been on display at our exhibition, the gallery in Holland Village, was also to be able to create the design on the car with yeah. all of the heritage and the essence of the brand and Italy onto oh. the car. So when you look at the design that Danny did, it's red, white and green. Italy flag. <laughs> so you've got that. You've got 1961. And uh-huh. then you've also got the town where Lamborghini oh, was founded right, as well. Right. And he's just written that down on the oh, bottom okay. section. So there's lots of essence there of the heritage of the brand. Yeah. So from a brand connection level, it was it was a really good fit for us. Mm. Um, and that was really where it, it came from, was to um, connect an audience to fine art and then dial into a luxury brand yeah. that also had the right connection for us as well. Quick last question. Are such collaborations the future of art? I think it's really important if you want to build the profile. And I think in Singapore especially, you know, the art and culture section is still an area where it's quite nascent. So if we really want to build the profile of art in in Singapore, we need to do things that capture the imagination. And we need people to understand that art can be accessible and it can be engaging, it can be fun, Mm. not Mm -hmm. just stiff and traditional. So we need a younger audience to participate, then we need to bring it to the the audience and we need to make it live where people can... And actually connect with it in that environment. So that was why we think that that's the future and community building and bringing people together around the art mm. is as important as just the art being on the wall to be looked at. Well, go check it out. It's over at uh, One Holland Village Development. I've been speaking with Chris Hallowell, who is the Chief Operations Officer for Artworks Group. Thank you for coming by the studio. Thank you very much. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. 
That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Audio at the App Store and Google Play.